With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. And salutations, everyone, and welcome to another Fragments of Silicon review. Uh, this is kicking off what uh, looks to be at least a month of reviews. It's always hard to tell because it's you know kind of incumbent on what we get from publishers and shit. And we go until we stop, basically. And as it turns out, we have at least four reviews in the pipeline. Well, more down the line, but. We'll get to that when we get to that. Anyway, this week we are looking at a game called Strawberry Vinegar. Although, to call it a game, it, you know, maybe not a the visual right. novel called Strawberry Vinegar. Yeah, it's like that depends on how, if you see a visual novel as a game or not. Thing. There's actually debate about that because you. Know, I think it depends somewhat on the kind of visual novel because some visual novels have a lot of branching plots and different choices you can make and you can change your experience a lot, whereas some of them are pretty much literally basically books with pictures. Right. Like I said, it's actually a bit of a thorny issue because, you know, people claim that visual novels have no gameplay. That's not what we're here to debate, though. Because obviously for the purposes of this show, we consider visual novels to be games. Otherwise, we wouldn't review them. So, with that in mind, uh, Strawberry Vinegar is the, I want to say, latest visual novel, but here's the, here's the thing with visual novels. Um, they come out at a very rapid pace. Now, uh, Sometimes, yeah. You know, well, especially like uh, Sekai Project, they publish quite a lot of things. And uh, anyway, Strawberry Vinegar was released uh, early in the month. Yeah. And so I suppose we should get into what it is, it is about, other than a culinary ingredient. Because Strawberry Vinegar does actually exist. It's just I haven't been able to figure out what exactly it has to do with the game itself. I, th- I think Strawberry symbolically has some stuff to do with romance. I'm not sure about Vinegar. Like, if I had Unless to guess... Vinegar is a Cinderella thing. Yeah, like, if I had to guess, it's the contrasting personalities of the two protagonists. You know, 
one is very sweet and one is very bitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from what I have read about the general uh, outline of this is that it involves uh, starting with a little girl who has her cookies stolen by a demon. Yeah, that's not the summation of things. You know, it's like, you know, keep in mind visual novels draw upon the tropes of anime and manga, so shit is going to get really weird. Although, uh, how do I put this? Shit gets really weird, but not weird. That is to say, oh, hey, a demon shows up in your house and steals your cookies and everyone just kind of takes it in stride. It's weird how unweird this is. Yeah, it's like it's weird, but everyone just goes with uh, goes uh, with the flow, so to speak. And yeah, so the premise of this is, uh, how do I put this? Uh, not delicate terms. Uh, perhaps in undelicate terms. It's food porn with lesbians in it. Like, also a shitload of slice of life stuff. I'm just going to warn you that... Food porn is often slice of life because that's the kind of situation in which you care the most about what food you eat. Right. I'm just uh, referring to the notes. They, you know, apparently this was conceptualized as more, more food porn and less slice of life initially, and then the balance kind of reversed. Yes. They wrote, uh, they, um, the creator, Ibe, uh, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, Ibe Hime, uh, mentions that they wrote a whole bunch of interactions between the two leads, and so it became, you know, a slice of life uh, visual novel with some food stuff in it. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to warn you right now, don't play this game while you're hungry. <laughs> you will try and eat your computer? Something like that. Like, it will make you hungry. Also, for some for some reason, this will make you want to watch episodes of Iron Chef. The original one? Oh, is that why you linked that to us? Yes. Yes, it is. Now, oh, well, I know what it is. It's the descriptions of the food. Like, mm-hmm. every time this uh, visual novel started describing food, I just kept thinking back to Iron Chef and the shit they would describe. Mm-hmm. Now, I Almost have, like we were blind. Well, I didn't have a problem with this because Iron Chef happens to be my favorite cooking show of all time. And yes, the original. I could never get into Iron Chef America. Like, uh, just something about that never clicked. Uh, but anyway, so... In terms of visual novels, this is pretty... I want to say standard, but I'll admit I'm not the biggest connoisseur of visual novels out there. I've certainly played some, but, you know, I don't have a huge um, repertoire to compare against. It's nothing that outlandish? Yeah. From what I've researched, it's pretty standard. Like, it's pretty standard in terms of length. It's pretty standard in terms of choices. Because, all right, here's how the actual gameplay works. It's one of those visual novels where your choices matter. And 
the choices in food, the choices in interactions will determine which ending you get. There are six endings. I got the best ending. At least I think what was the best ending because um, if that wasn't the best ending, then the actual best ending would have been that much more interesting. But you got okay. the you got the romance ending. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I got I got the the two main leads fell in love. You know, they're like differing degrees. Like there's the best friends option. There's the tearful goodbye. There's apparently even a death option because. Because apparently... Because drama. Yeah. Well, demons and shit. I, I don't know. I, I never even got close to that path, so I don't know what that looks like. And uh, and that's also your replay value here. You know, it's... And that's pretty typical for visual novels. It's, you know... Try to get different endings? Not just the different endings, but in this case, all the all the food, because... Uh, sometimes you're given a choice between two different foods, maybe even sometimes three, and every time you get a food item, you get an achievement. Huh. Yeah. So that's that's where you would play more than once if you give a shit about achievements. Uh, it's like I personally really don't care, but it's there for those who do. I did not care for the achievements. I just went straight to the buffet afterwards. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, let's see. Uh, in terms of um, age accessibility, let's say. Um, well, I suppose that depends. I mean, first of all, no, this isn't an adult visual novel. I mean, there's plenty of those, and Sekai Project has published those, but I'm like, not even Japan is depraved enough to ha- to do that to a couple of nine-year-olds. Yeah, I don't know, but not in this case. Yeah. Fair po- well, <laughs> no, it's like the age of consent in Japan is 13, not nine. So. Yeah, that doesn't mean they don't do it in visual novels. I'm like... What I'm saying is anyway. I don't. I didn't. I didn't want to make it a big thing. Yeah. Anyway, what I'm saying is this is a, a very light in tone visual novel. You know, it's very saccharine. You know, Aside from that death ending, you don't have to worry about too much like mortal danger from. Yeah, I'm. I'm like, but not completely. Because, while I didn't get the worst ending, I did get the best ending. So, now, like I said, this is, you know, this isn't a, just a tale about food or a tale about friendship. The best ending is having the two leads, who are both girls, to fall in love. And if that's something that bothers you, well, you know, I'll say it right now. Don't buy this game. No, because I think we should all be bothered more that apparently strawberry vinegar is an actual option. <laughs> uh, we should be, but come on, it's Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've seen what you try to murder Brad with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, it's worth noting that 
at least for the best ending, there is a time skip. Like, I was not expecting that. So it shows them being romantic as older people's? Yes. Like teenagers? Um, Nine-year time skip. So even though it doesn't go adults, don't be surprised if the blood starts flowing, is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> like, that aside, you know, like I said, about nine-tenths of the game is them as, you know, very young kids, so it's a lot more, you know, cute and sweet than anything, you know, adult, in any mm-hmm. sense of the words. I mean, that, that's actually one of the central themes Depending on the path, it's, you know, uh, it's the protagonist struggling with what love is. Because, you know, they're, you know, they're nine, so. It just so happens that food is involved, too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like, and I guess it's worth describing the personality. You've got Sakuraba Ray. B.A., I think. Yeah, B.A., uh, however you pronounce that, uh, she's she's interesting. Uh, she's interestingly written because um, she's very cynical. She's very grumpy. Uh, she's I'm like she's kind of written as an adult in a child's body, like, and from what I understand, that that isn't just say the translation. I guess we we will have to talk about the translation here as well, because uh, anyway, uh, and Lilica is you know much more effervescent and bubbly and you know uh, cheery and you know a study of contrast as it usually is is mm-hmm. you know and you know Lilica is about the nicest demon you'll ever encounter. Now it's like now, as in terms of translation, um, it's hard to get an exact barometer here because, like, there are some things that I can pretty much puzzle out that that was uh, the peer, that was the translators, because like the hell Norway thing, I'm like that just no, that just screams admin, uh, because hell Norway is an actual place. Oh, yeah. Perfect for all of your go-there and uh, freezing-over jokes. They, well, yeah, th- th- that's kind of the running joke here. Um, the parents of uh, Saku- uh, Sakuraba... Rie. Yeah, Rie. Yeah, once again, I'm pretty terrible at pronouncing Japanese names here. Uh-huh. That's why we're not paid for it. Oh. Anyway, uh, I'm like, one of the recurrent jokes is um, Rie's parents think Lilica is from hell Norway. I wonder if, I don't think there is an actual Jigoku in Japan, but there might be. Uh, Jigoku? Jigoku is the Japanese word for hell. Uh, that That was one of the other things. It's like the... All of the demonology um, was Western. 
Like, when they were talking about hell, they were talking about the literal fire and brimstone depiction of hell that's very popular in Western media. With, yeah, I think they use the same word for that, but yeah. Yeah, with some flourishes of Greek um, uh, mythology. And that's actually remarked upon in the game. Like, Rhea is kind of like, wait, Persephone and Hades exist? Like, and, you know, it's like, and vampires and zombies exist? Like, you know, as pointed out, um, Lilica's existence is kind of disturbing in a lot of uh, ways. One of which is, so how many mythical creatures are actually real? It's nothing actually explored, but the idea is brought up. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, it's worth noting the other two main characters of the game, well, maybe not the main characters, but the supporting characters are Rie's parents. Um, that, you know, that they not weren't... Many, not many human friends or anything? Oh, uh, well, that's one of the conceits. Like, um, both the girls don't have a lot of friends. You know. Well, if, well, if Rie is an enormous grump grump, I'm not surprised at that. Yeah, well, Lilica's her first friend, you know, and she and Rie notes how she doesn't really like being the center of attention, and that's, you know, another one of the comedy bits in the game. It's like Lilica is really popular with the class, and that... And not just because of the pink hair and curly goat horns. But that helps. Yes. But I'm like... The point is, she's the center of attention, and that causes a lot of confrontation with Rie, and hilarity ensued. Mm-hmm. Now, it's also worth noting that there are no identifiable uh, classmates. They're all, that's another one of the jokes, they're all background noise, blob things. Like, you know, and jokes... Kind of like Life is Strange is non-important castmates? Even less than that. They don't even get, like, names. They get, like, the script. Uh, and Rie's like, wait, who are you? What's your... Like, I think your name was Sakuru something? You've yeah. been in the same class since, like, second grade. What the fuck, dude? Well, it's more... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, no, and then, but yeah, it's no, more no, played no. off of, you know, she doesn't know her classmates because she's been very... She isolates herself. Yep. But getting back on track here, the other main characters are her parents. You've got her dad, who is, wow, perhaps the most beta male I've ever seen in a game. I'm like, without actually being gay. Wow. What does he do? Is he a cook or... Yeah, he's he's basically a house husband who really enjoys shit, uh, like... Cooking, cleaning, sewing, like wearing colorful aprons. To clarify, the beta is not a value judgment. It's just yeah, it's just he, you know, he's not the alpha. No, and that's actually very much his personality. Like they call him a masochist. Like, but I'm pretty sure they meant beta because the alpha submissive. Yeah, yeah, the alpha personality is very much. The mother, you know, who is a famous actress, 
who happens to you know uh, be very not just be very attractive but very assertive you know and very aggressive which is why she's you know the dominant personality there the type a personality yeah yeah and the type, so, yeah and you know once again a lot of the game is made about you know their chemistry their relationship because you know he he's very submissive and she's very aggressive and all that stuff and it it's more complex than that but it's no it's it's a rare relationship you see in really any work of fiction that isn't say femdom or <laughs> I mean that that's actually kind of what it was bordering on you know, just without the actual barking of orders. It's more the the father likes doing uh, the cooking and the cleaning and sacrifices his dreams for the dreams of his wife and family kind of deal. Now, uh, let's see. Uh, Is the daughter's middle name Dream Smasher because of that or... Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if she has no name, but Hindley <laughs> Dream Smasher is it? Right. So uh, let me get to what what is the biggest flaw and what almost ruined the game for me: the font choice. Mm. Uh, it's going to sound weird, but for some reason, this was this is a white font on a uh, like lavender background. Oh, and I think you can see where I'm going with this, mm-hmm. because the answer is fucking eye strain. It's like that—that that was some hard. To, it's some hard to read text. Like the color contrast wasn't there, so the uh, white text kind of blends in. And especially if you're looking at a distance, my eyes were starting to strain there after a while. So beware of that. That. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but you're going to be reading a lot, having it be good contrast and like, yeah, easily readable. It's usually important. Yeah, it's like, what? Well, yeah, aesthetical choices trumped practicality here, in a bad way, in a very bad way. Yeah. So that is something that can be fixed with a patch if a dev so desires. Yeah, but you shouldn't have to patch your game to make it not eye straining. Yeah, I'm like. Maybe other people ha- had a better time with that with that kind of color scheme. I, on the other hand, definitely did not. That yeah, might also depend on like the type of monitor you use. Yeah, I'm just uh, putting that out there from my own experience. That was kind of a hard read at points. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, probably why it took me like eight hours to complete the game instead of like. It's normal visual novel length. This will take you about four or five hours to complete. Um, Not taking into account, you know, if you're going back and all the branching paths and all that stuff. But uh, let's see. Other things, uh, the music. Um, Outside of the font choice, the music was the weakest link here. It's It's one of those, it's all right, it works in context, but... It's nothing I would ever remember. Or it's not something you're going to go out and buy a soundtrack for. 
not even that. It's not even something I remembered like five seconds afterwards. It's mm. very, you know, it's very background, background. This, yeah, this is the forgettable background music that is on, so you don't like suffer sensory deprivation. Yeah, it's you know, it's music. It's there, and that's about all I can say about it. Uh, let's see. Anything else to talk about in terms of content structure? I'm like, I think I think we've covered the basis there. So, the last big consideration is price, and this is kind of where the whole visual novel thing really comes to the fore because this is you know there are some visual novels out there that are free. This is not one of them uh, right now. Uh, Strawberry Vinegar is going on Steam for $9.99. So the question is, is this visual novel worth $10? I'm like, and that's kind of a hard question to answer. What's the usual price for a visual novel on, like, Steam? Well, once again... Who knows? Sometimes (laughs) free. It's like... If you recall back to our interview with Sekai Project, visual novel pricing is all over the fucking place. Mm. It all depends on licensing, music, uh, voice acting. You know. Does this have voice acting? Uh, no, no, it does not. Like, I, I would say that this is typical pricing for a product of this caliber and length and all that. So, if you're in, like, if you're into visual novels, you shouldn't have a problem with the price. If you're not into visual novels, this might be a bit on the pricey side for you. I'm like, mm. though there are probably sales in the future, but who knows? Well, it was on sale when it first got released. I mean, it was uh, not much of a sale. It was like eight dollars or seven dollars. You know, it was like a couple dollars off. But you know, the point is. I would say if you don't know if you like visual novels or not, you should check out the selection of free visual novels on Steam. You know, or anywhere. Yeah. I'm just using Steam as a reference. Yeah. You know, because, you know, you don't have to do any tracking down. They're right there. They're free. You mm-hmm. can download them. Some of them are from Sekai Project. You know, that's more a, if you like this genre, approach. Uh, as far as if you like this genre, I'm like, you'll probably like Strawberry Vinegar. You know, I suppose it depends on how much of your tolerance towards, you know, cute things or... Cute kitty stuff. Yeah, you know, or very, uh, you know, quote-unquote girly colors. Because, you know, this game is very pink and lilac and... um what would be defined as traditional girl colors, even though that's actually a very recent thing. But it looked very white and pink. Yeah. And, you know, all, you know also, if you like food, this is a definite pickup because, you know, it takes great care in its descriptions of food. Like I said, don't play this game when you're hungry. So, mm-hmm. you know. All in all, this is probably the uh, the biggest your mileage may vary um, recommendation we've ever given on the program. 
let's see. I suppose a if I had to give a numerical score a seven out of ten, maybe I'm like maybe a six can uh uh given the eye strain issue. Yeah. But it was Yeah, that sounds like a pretty big issue. I think other than that it sounds pretty solid. Yeah. Like I said, that's uh, that's what I came to in my conclusions. So it, it's like if it wasn't if it wasn't for the fact that it got hard to read after a while, I would give a more solid recommendation. As it is, it's like uh, you know I don't know if that's something you can fix with like the contrast settings or whatever, but I'm like uh. Uh, just be just be wary and you know take a break if you're feeling some eye strain. All right. Uh, so with that in mind, I think that draws this review to a close. No. Uh, anyway, we've got a pretty busy we've got a pretty busy week ahead of us as we've got a both a Tuesday review and a, a Tuesday review, a Tuesday interview and a Wednesday interview. Yeah. Um, we're having. Uh, on Tuesday, Abstraction Games, they are a Dutch port house. Their most recent work was uh, porting the Wii, ver- the Wii version of A Boy in His Blob to, H- uh, to the current generation of consoles, mm-hmm. uh, sans Wii U. Uh, you know. <clears throat> and, um, so whenever you say port house, it makes me think of like a bar that specializes in uh, fortified wine. I know it's a weird word to use, but that's what they describe themselves as. Uh-huh. Their, you know, their specialization is bringing games to other consoles or handhelds. Like um, probably the thing they're most famous for are working on the Hotline Miami games. Like they're the ones who brought Hotline Miami uh, to the PlayStation family, and they're actually the co-developer on Hotline Miami too. Interesting. Yeah. Um, looking at their entire gameography, they've worked on a lot of shit. You know, they've ported uh, Awesome Knots and Rogue Legacy, Titan Souls. Um, apparently, they're working on uh, Mighty Number no. Nine and uh, Dragon Rampa. Dragon uh, Rampa, yeah, Dragon Rampa. And or as some people call it, Dang it now. Or some people call it Dang It Rampa. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ultimate Despair. And on Wednesday, we'll be having East Asia Soft on the program. Uh, they're currently making a game called Lost Sea. Uh, it's a 3D strategy action game that takes place inside a procedurally generated archipelago. It is up to the player to form a ragtag crew of survivors and explore the surrounding islands as they hunt for the necessary resources to upgrade their ship and escape the Bermuda Triangle. Hmm. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Well, color me intrigued. Uh, 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 anyway, so that's all happening, and we also got our final Friday edition of MSP happening this week. No. Uh, uh, unless something gets deranged. Until next year. Well, remember, when um, MSP comes back, it's going to be on Wednesday. So, yay, one less day for us to record. <laughs> we do a lot of recording these days. I, I, I hope you uh-huh. know that. Uh, but, 
know, all that and um, more uh, in the near future. And to that, I wish you good gaming. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.